When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is Dan Lobby, and it's our Monday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Today, coming off the bye, it's a little bit different. We have two interviews that we've had sort of in the can here for you, both from stories that Mary Kay Cabot uh, wrote earlier this season. First up, she talked to Chris Long, the former Ram, Patriot, and Eagle, and the host of the Greenlight podcast, which, by the way, is a a podcast you've got to get on your feed. It's one of my must-listens during during the week, a great football pod. He's also the founder of Waterboys, whose mission is to unite professional athletes and fans in support of a single shared cause, providing clean, accessible drinking water to communities in need. Now, of course, Miles Garrett is the captain of Waterboys, and long talk to Mary Kay about Garrett and why he chose him to be the captain of his organization and more. Then in the second half of the pod, you're going to hear Mary Kay talk to Kareem Hunt. Now, this was recorded just after the Browns win against Dallas after Nick Chubb was lost to injury. You'll hear that interview, like I said, in the second half. Uh, Remember to check out Football Insider to get access to exclusive stories on Cleveland.com, a daily newsletter emailed to you with an exclusive item written by a member of our Browns reporting team, and a chance to be a part of our texting service, where we text you with analysis, news, and more, and we give you opportunities to appear on this podcast through our post-game show and our picks pod. Go to cleveland.com slash browns, click on the blue banner at the top of the page to learn more and get signed up. Okay, let's get started with the podcast here. This is Mary Kay's interview with Chris Long that was recorded just before the Browns went to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. It's going to pick up right on one of his answers Uh, And he's starting by answering a question about why he chose Garrett as the captain for his organization. When we we had Miles join on, I had no intention of making him the captain. I just thought, man, this guy's going to be a really good player, and he seems like a really good kid. Uh, I've heard about some of the stuff he was already working on in college, you know, off the field. And I said, like, "This, this sounds like our kind of kid. Let's see where this goes. And then as I was retiring, I realized, listen, this has never been an ego thing for me. This is about us it's about the whole group and for us to be better down the line i need to be realistic about my legacy i was a really good player in the league you know a man of the year awards great um in the cities i played in i'm I'm loved i think but there's 32 teams in the nfl we need somebody young we need somebody who's better than me and we need somebody who's uh who's gonna have reach for the next 10 to 12 years and i was like he's right in front of our our face you know it's this young kid in cleveland that uh maybe i should kick the tires on seeing if he wants to get more involved so i called him as i was retiring and i think it was right before actually i was like dude i think i'm i'm calling it quits and would you be interested in this and miles is a really good listener he'll just like sit there and listen so when i call he's not really saying much he's just listening and i get off the phone and i give him the pitch on what it would be to be the active captain and I said to Nicole, who runs the foundation, I'm like, I don't know if he's really interested in it. And then, like, I hear back a couple of days later, I was like, 
I'm definitely in. Let's do it. Like, let's talk more. And I was like, you sure you don't want to talk more about it? And he's like, no, I'm in. You know, and, and that was exciting to me. And then I went out and flew flew to Cleveland, Nicole and I, and met him at a really good uh, rib spot. You probably know where it is. I don't know where it is. It's off the beaten path a little bit. It's not in the city. Um, and I met his parents and his team. Uh, and it said something to me that, you know, the kid brings, you know, four trusted people to dinner and this isn't like an entourage this is like somebody that works for him and his parents you know the kid is is grounded he has roots uh that you know are still involved in his life and i think that's a great thing my parents my mom helps my foundation all the time and so when i saw that i was like okay this kid knows what he doesn't know and he knows what he knows and and i'm excited about the prospect of having him so I'm, I'm wondering a little bit more about the trip to Tanzania. Uh, how how life changing that I'm sure probably was for Miles. What that you know what that meant even for you two uh, to you know to kind of deepen your friendship and and how did that go? Well, it was great because you know I think it's important to, for people to see you doing the work. It's the reason I've gone every year. Um, it's the reason I take the trips. It's the reason I've climbed Kelly every year like a dummy because it never gets any easier. It's because not only do I love like getting the summit and seeing you know that shared experience and that accomplishment that we we, we did it together, but it's for the people there to see that like okay your your captain the person that or for me it's more the CEO of the whole thing is like I'm I'm working right there with you my sleeves are rolled up this isn't just something I put on my website um, and I think for Miles it's the same thing. You know, just reinforcing that for him, you know, he's more shy about it. Having that conversation with him and saying, hey, dude, like, people, I know you don't think of yourself as, like, this hot shot, but you're the hot shot, man. Like, when you get over here, like, people are going to look to you and say, okay, that's our leader. You know, that's our active leader. So, you know, um, I thought it was a great opportunity for him. To, to be seen taking the trip at the projects. You know, we, we go to see well sites and we get to show people the before and after the work we do. And, you know, that's not just the, you know, the, the players, it's retired players, it's the veterans. And then subsequently it's the fans, you know, seeing footage of Miles over there touching the work that he's doing. And that's what's so important. And then also for me and him, like, you know, time is crazy. And gosh, we didn't know there was going to be a pandemic. We got home. And, you know, we're, we're on our way home. And I'm worried we're not going to get home because the Italy outbreak's going on. But needless to say, there hasn't been a lot of time for me and him to sit down, you know, this year. We talk on the phone. We text. But for us to have a couple sit-downs in, in Tanzania was a great place to have a meeting, you know. Um, and to encourage him that, like, hey, you're you're – Yes, I am still the guy, but you're the guy. You're the guy that has the uniform on, and you're the guy that can move mountains for us, and you're the guy that players are going to look to as the leader. So, take this opportunity to assert that leadership, and he's done a great job of it. And did you tell him while you were there? I mean, did you share with him just how good you think he is and can be in this league? Well, I think I've told him at different junctures. You know, sometimes I think I make the mistake of assuming that he knows it. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, because if I'm 
and I'm I was never the player he, he he's gonna be and, and has been. I mean it's he's gonna be a victim of his own success in a way. Like Aaron Donald is a victim of his own success and we get like so like numb to it. Mm-hmm. Oh Aaron Donald just had four sacks. Like Yep. You know, Aaron Donald's got seven sacks in five weeks on pace to break the sack record. But it's like damn that that happened last year too. Uh Miles is going to get to that point, but I think I make the mistake of assuming sometimes that he knows he's good, and or he knows how good he is. Because um, I never, I always underestimate myself as a player, and that's what like most NFL players are insecure on a level. And so, any chance I get, I try to tell him and remind him uh, how great he's doing because he really is playing good football, and anybody can see that. I mean, he is one of the most complete defensive linemen defensive lineman of the game, I put him him, as far as like being a base defensive end him and Joey Bosa are like my two favorites to watch as far as right now is concerned um, and you know, as pass rushers, edge rushers I don't know if there's anybody scarier. That was Chris Long. We're going to take a break and then after the break, Mary Kay talks with Kareem Hunt. Now just a reminder one more time, the interview was recorded after the Browns win over Dallas it was the game when they lost Nick Chubb. It was also the game that moved them to 3-1 and one on the season. What I'd like to do, Kareem, is um, I just kind of wanted to talk about you talking about how you got your mind right and um, as well as your body. Uh, I just wanted to go back to what seemed to me like a little bit of a turning point for you again in the offseason, uh, you know, when we all saw the, you know, the traffic stop thing. Uh, was that a time, I mean, was that, would you consider it to be a turning point for you? A time, again, in this offseason where you just said, hey, I think I was going a little bit off the track, and now it's time to pull it all back together again and get right. Is that true? Uh, I would say so. I mean, a little bit, but, you know, I, honestly, I would just say I just had to be smarter, you know, definitely. It made me lock in a, lo- a lot more, so I'll just leave it at that. What kinds, of, thi- what kinds of things, though, I mean, have you have you been doing for your, you know, to get your mind right, not just your body, but to get your mind right? What, you know, what kinds of things do you do uh, to make sure that, that everything's cool? Because, like I said, you just seem really at peace. I mean, are you, I know that you got close to, you know, that you're close to your pastor, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm close to, you know, my pastor, my coaches, and uh, my high school coach, Coach Luck. You know, I just talk to people. I mean, I am at peace. I'm home. I got, you know, all the people I love around here. So, you know, I can just sit back, relax, and play football. You know, don't don't worry about – don't try not to worry about the other things going on and just, you know, relax and play football. And have you had a lot of – family time because of COVID? I mean, have you like just, you know, kind of hung yeah. with your mom or your family a lot? Tell yeah, most that. definitely. I've been hanging out with my family and, uh, you know, definitely doing stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, just spending more time thinking for myself, you know, about everything and uh, just taking it all in. Yeah, I mean, you because it, with COVID, you don't really want to be by your family because you don't want to get them too sick. But I still got to see them, so uh, for the most part, we talked over the phone and just had a lot of time uh, 
say think about you know football, what I want to do, and everything. You know, set so goals for myself. When you say that that you're on a mission, what what is the mission? The mission is the, uh, you know, first make it to the playoffs, and then the mission after that is to you know get to the final show, and that's definitely my mission, and uh. That would mean more to me to do it for Cleveland than anywhere else. So, you know, that's my mission. Yeah. So even though it, it was hard for you to to watch the whole Kansas City thing, and by the way, I checked in with a lot of your friends there when I was at the Super Bowl, and they all uh, missed you very much and, of course, wished that, they, oh, yeah. that you were with them. I talked to, you know, a lot of guys like, you know, Cam Irving and, and different guys like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and they – you know, they, they loved you. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, when you say, that, yeah, when you say it would be even better here, I mean, do you feel like that? Like, because this is your hometown, this is the Cleveland Browns. It would mean so much more for you to do it here. Yes. So much more. Cause uh, at, at one point in time, I thought the Cleveland Browns were the only in the best football team growing up. <laughs> so, Cause that's all I knew growing up at a young age. You know, and it's uh, kind of cool that uh, somehow it worked out that I'm back in my hometown playing football. You know, I played all three levels, you know, here, high school, college, and uh, now I'm with the Cleveland Browns. Now, I um, I heard that you did work out with Ernest Biner a little bit in the offseason, I think maybe before COVID hit. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely did. Ernest Biner, uh, he helped you know, paid my way into the NFL. Uh, my coming out from Toledo, I went down to IMG and trained there. I was with uh, some other talented running backs, uh, Michigan guy, uh, Davion Smith, and then uh, some other guys. And then uh, he coached us all up great, man. I love Ernest Viner. He's a great coach. And I always – he's still to this day – text my phone all this stuff he watches every game and you know it's pretty it's pretty special to you know be able to learn from somebody who you know did it at the level and you know he he's been a brown he's a browns fan too yes that is for sure have you gotten a chance to uh watch some of his clips and some of his film yeah he showed me some he he did it all he's a blocker and a heck of a runner so uh you know, I learned a lot from that. So I think I took a lot of that from, you know, this off season too, with, you know, trying to be a better blocker and stuff like that, learning from him what he did. Yeah. And, and I can yeah. see that, you know, you can see that that's really showing up on the field. So you guys have gotten pretty close then, you two, would you say? Yeah, I spent a lot of time with him. I actually trained this before this, before the COVID stuff happened. I was going to report straight from Florida because I was out there training uh, with him. So how, how much training did you do with him? Because I'm probably going to try to uh, give him a call, too, and talk to him a little bit about that. Uh, I did I did probably, like, a month, a month and a half, maybe. It was a, it was a while. And then stayed longer because, you know, COVID, everything was shut down in Ohio, Cleveland first. And then I was out there and nothing was shut down in Florida. So I was like, I think I might want to stay in Florida if everything's on lockdown and the grocery stores are being raided. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think I'm going to stay out here and work out and see where fo what's going to happen with football. <laughs> so that was a blessing in disguise for you to be able to spend that extra time with him then, right? 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it was cold back home and nice there. Nice yeah. weather. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he was just one of those people that overcame all all different kinds of odds. and, and... He definitely did, yeah. Right? I know about his, yeah, I know about his story. He has a crazy story. Yeah. What what stands out to you about his story? I mean, he, you know, I know about the fumble and everything, but, you know, he, just how he's still a great man, how, how he's able to, you know, get through all that stuff. That's tough. Yeah. I was around for all of that. <laughs> Believe uh, back then. I yeah, I was there through that, and uh, yeah, that was I watched him struggle through that. That was a that was a tough and very emotional time for him. I mean, it was a yeah, it definitely time. was. It would be for anybody, and uh, he still, you know, got a lot to be proud of. A great running back, a great man. Yeah, and he's uh, he's done a lot for me, and uh, I thank him definitely. That's awesome. So, does he help you with the, you know, just the, you know, just the character side and the yeah, and he helps me with uh, learning the game, too, of football, you know, and he just talks to me, you know, man to man and stuff like that. So That's great. That's a more great than football. That's a great role model for you right there. I'm glad that you guys have connected. Yeah. I um, wanted to ask you, too, uh, a lot of the guys are talking about how this team can be special, how things are different this year. So can you address that a little bit? Uh, you know, how special does this feel to you? And why are things a little bit different? Uh, it's, it feels very special because uh, I feel like now we're playing for the man next to us. And uh, that's, a, like, that's the biggest thing. You know, we're playing for each other now, and we're we putting, you know, the team before ourselves. And that's what we have to do, you know, in order to win. It doesn't matter how we get the job done. All we got to do is keep winning. So the main goal – is the uh you know keep winning and and does it a lot of the guys have said it feels so different from last year now you guys had a lot of talent last year of course you missed the first eight games but i mean you still yeah, right. had, you still had jarvis and odell and miles and you and nick what is different about it this year i mean it's a you know the coach is doing a great job too you know putting us in situations great situations to make plays and you know, keeping us in the ball game. So, honestly, I just feel like we all playing harder and, you know, for each other. And and do you feel like, okay, let's – we don't know exactly how long Nick is going to be out, but do you feel like this is the kind of team that you guys will all pull together and whatever you have to do to overcome that, uh, whether it's oh, you sure. digging down deeper and coming up with even more than what you've been giving already, uh, do you right. see everybody doing that? Yeah, I do, and uh, that's the thing. You know, it's, we got we to gotta have the next man up mentality, and think about that, we got a lot of depth on this team, and I feel like, you know, we're too good to, you know, be satisfied with 3-1, and honestly. And we need to go out there and, you know, keep winning. Can you imagine what this town would be like if you guys continue to win? I mean, if, if you win Sunday – to go to four and one and there's now there's going to be 12,000 people there and 6,000 sounded pretty loud, believe it or not. Right. Yeah. Um, now there will get to be 12. Uh, can you imagine what this town is going to be like if you guys start to light it up? It's honestly, uh, it, it'll be insane. Honestly, I can't, I can't wait. Cause the, you know, that's part of the process and 
you know, we just got to wait for Sunday now. So uh, uh, the biggest thing is we just got to keep going. You know, I, I can't even explain how the time would be because, you know, I'm from here and I already know it's going to be, you know, insane. So the thing is we can't get ahead. We just got to take it play by play, you know, day by day. We got to win today, tomorrow, and, you know, win Sunday. And, um, I mean, this town has been – loyal and passionate and crazy even when you guys were losing so i mean I'm yeah sure. i mean right right so yeah you can imagine what it's going to be like now you guys just have to get all the fans back in the stands right yeah all of them and uh you know that'll be a blessing hopefully you know we all get past this covid thing so we can go back to some normal stuff yeah and um Tell me about, like, have you gotten close to uh, Kevin Stefanski? It seems like he's just really good about, um, you know, kind of relating to guys and, and really shooting them straight and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I am pretty close with him. He's a great coach. He's doing a great job of, you know, managing the players and getting the ball in the playmakers' hands. So, uh, you know, he's been doing a great job of, you know, keeping this team together. Yeah, I mean, did, did all that stuff work where you guys did, like, the four H's and even though you were on Zoom and stuff like that, it seems like you guys seem closer, so much closer than you did. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. We're playing for one another. And uh, honestly, it kind of is tough for me because I wasn't, you know, really there at the beginning of the season. So I really, I really couldn't, you know, be a vocal point or any, you know, type of help. So it's just like getting thrown in there a little bit. So from the start now, we I feel like we definitely play playing for each other. And and did that happen because of the way that you guys got to know each other during some of those Zoom meetings and stuff? How, yeah, definitely. We we learned a lot about each other, and the four H's was you know huge because you know there's people in the locker room you don't really know their story and. Honestly, hearing their story is like, wow, man, we got a lot in common or something like that. Or, you know, you just know more about the people. Yeah, I mean, even when I – and I've talked to Miles about this. You know, Miles always had – you know, like Larry was a good friend of Miles. Um, yeah. But he didn't seem like super overly engaged with a bunch of other people. But now when I look at him, I see that he's like really engaged with – almost everybody and that he's gotten a lot closer to a lot of different guys. Like, am I seeing that right? Yeah, I am seeing that. Uh, Miles and I has, ha and I have gotten way closer too. So, mm -hmm. you know, he's a great player and he's definitely a great teammate. And, you know, I know he's on a mission too. And do you think, did you guys get closer? I don't know, in some ways, because you've been through a lot of adversity he went through so much adversity last year. Did you guys kind of, in some ways, bond on that level? Uh, yeah, most definitely. And, uh, you know, Miles is – he's definitely an, another brother than me. You know, this whole team are, is – it's crazy. I could call them all my brother. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it's funny, though, because I can see it. Even though we're not in the locker room this year, I still – you know, even going to the games, going to the road games and stuff like that. I watch you guys on the sideline. I watch you guys at practice. And um, there's a different bond. There's just a different family bond. And um, I think if, if anybody were to look at 
why things seem different than last year, I think that would be one of the number one things. Do you? I definitely do. That's the biggest thing. That is the biggest thing? Because yeah. the, the talent is still there, right? I mean. The talent, yeah, we got more talent, too. And uh, I definitely think that's the biggest thing. And also, you know, the schemes that are co the coaches are putting us in, the situation, they're doing a great job. So, you know, give credit to those guys and no linemen, all those guys. Thanks again to Chris Long and Kareem Hunt for the interviews. Make sure you check out Football Insider one more time. Go to cleveland.com slash browns. And also get yourself subscribed to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dan Lobby. Thanks for listening.